Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. So today um, we're going to break open a story that I really love uh, from Mark uh, chapter 10. And this is the story of uh, blind Bartimaeus. And uh, he's this guy, a blind guy, and he's in a crowd. He's in a a sea of people and and he called on the name of Jesus and he received his sight. And so I just hope that this, this story would be a real encouragement to your world today. You know, the story, it starts in verse 46. I'm just going to read this from here. It says, then they came to Jericho. This is they, this is Jesus and his disciples. Uh, and, and together with a large crowd, they were leaving the city. A, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, ha- um, have mercy on me. And perhaps today uh, you may feel a little like blind Bartimaeus, uh, or perhaps even a lot like blind Bartimaeus. You, you, you're not uh, physically blind, but you might actually feel like you're sitting in a world there, unseeing, disorientated by the noise of, um, you know, of life. Uh, and Bartimaeus daily just sat there with life going on around him and not able to see uh, what was going beyond, beyond the darkness. And, and we may not be physically blind, but it's likely that there's a part of us that desires to see more clearly and and perhaps to see beyond this moment in our lives, looking for a glimpse of new hope to connect with our current reality. You know, the Apostle Paul connected with this revelation, really, when he wrote Ephesians 1, 18, and it was a prayer. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened, some translations say enlightened, so that you would know the hope to which he has called you towards. And he was was speaking to this inner part of us, that this inner world, that our inner life would have a great vision of hope. And so, you know, this day that Bartimaeus sat there unseeing on the side of the road, he, he sat there in a sea of legs and a sea of dust. And as the crowd milled around him, there was one thing that he focused on doing when Jesus passed by and that one thing was all that he had and that was to use his voice to call on the powerful name of Jesus. You know, this week uh, I'm really just building on last week's message, um, uh, keep watch with Jesus. And I want to encourage you today to prioritize the name of Jesus above all the noise in our lives You know, the next verse in the story, verse 48, this is after Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, the crowd also used their voice. It says, many rebuked him and they told him to be quiet. But what did he do? He shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And I have always loved how passionately Bartimaeus called out to Jesus above everyone else, above the opposition, when he heard that Christ was nearby and he heard and he let the the sound of Jesus's name resonate. Philippians 2 verse 8 and 9 says this, and this is speaking of Jesus. It says, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That is Jesus. He is the name above sickness. 
He is the name above disease. He is the name above hopelessness. He is the name above spiritual or physical blindness. And Romans 10, 13 says that whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. You know, it was Bartimaeus's voice that engaged Jesus to respond to him. Verse 49 says that Jesus stopped and said, call him. And I want to just give you three insights today from Bartimaeus and his response to Jesus that will, I hope, add strength and focus to your voice of prayer. Number one, don't let anyone silence your voice of hope. Don't let anyone silence your voice of hope. Regardless of how long you've been calling on the name of Jesus, don't let people or circumstances discourage you or distract you from calling on the name of Jesus. You know, church, I wanna, I'm believing that we need to have the courage you know, to, and the vision to pray prayers today that may not be answered for 10 to 20 years. I want to remind you today that the timing of Jesus is perfect. You know, Jesus is never late. Yes, he does miss out on some wonderful opportunities to be early, (laughs) but Jesus is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust and he is the name that is ready to respond. His timing is perfect. You know, something that I love about this story is the crowd. And we can see the change of heart that the crowd had when when Jesus stopped for Bartimaeus. Verse 49 says, they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. You know, one minute some in the crowd are telling him to be quiet and to lower his expectations. The next minute the voice in the crowd completely changed and they said, go. He's calling. Believe. Step out. What's your problem? Get moving. Get on your feet. You know, in this hour, I want to encourage your church to be like the crowd of faith, to be the crowd that says, come on, he's got this. Let's be a church of believing Believers in, in Matthew 13 58, when Jesus, it says this when Jesus was passing through his hometown of Nazareth, that he didn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. You know, if, if you're struggling with unbelief today because of your circumstances, you know, at, at times we all struggle with unbelief. I want to encourage you not just to ignore that, but to bring it to Jesus, to talk about it with someone, to ask someone to pray for you. Because Jesus says it's not about the size of your faith that matters. You know, he said that your faith, even if it's small, like a mustard seed, is is significant enough to move mountains if it's a seed. And when we think about seeds, they carry the DNA of the tree they came from. You know, true faith can't be self-inflated. True faith has to rest on Jesus, has to carry the DNA of Jesus Christ. And so on this day in Jericho, there's this atmosphere of faith in the crowd around Bartimaeus as they call him to his feet and out of the crowd into the presence of Jesus Christ. My second point today is that together the voice of faith is amplified. 
Let me introduce you to Olivia. On Saturday the 16th of June in 2008, Renee, Olivia's mum, ended up in hospital with a suspected miscarriage. After many tests and scans, they found that Olivia was actually alive. Renee writes, while I was in hospital, I had many visitors from Thrive who came to pray for Olivia and I, and they gave me so much support and comfort. The doctors weren't positive about the outcome and they had shown me this long list of defects that could arise from Olivia being born early. But through the constant negative news from the doctors, I still had faith that everything was going to be okay. I drew closer to God than I ever had before. But after 19 days in hospital, things got worse. Then at only 24 weeks gestation, Olivia was born weighing just 650 grams. Statistics said that there was only a 50% chance of her survival uh, in the birth and less than 50% chance of her surviving the first week. So many needles and tubes were put into her. And there were a couple of days where the doctors told us that, that we had to prepare for the worst because they didn't think she was going to make it. However, God had other plans. And from a Thrive family perspective, I remember the church standing together to pray and to speak life over her. And this wasn't a case of just one big miracle and it was all sorted. There were lots of different miracles required for Olivia along the way. And after 129 days in hospital, that's a long time, Olivia was able to come home. Her first year of life was really hard. Her lungs had been severely damaged by having oxygen pumped into them, and she was extremely late to sit up or to crawl. So prayer continued over months and years. Then if we were to skip forward three years now, you'd have no idea that she had gone through so much. She has no ongoing issues. It's so good. Renee says she is full of energy, she's intelligent, and she's just so happy. She is truly God's little miracle. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You know, there's nothing like participating with others in declaring the promises of Jesus over others. It shifts lives, changes atmospheres, and alters destinies. You know, as I reflected on this testimony, the song Heaven Roars just resonated with me. And I just want to speak a few lines from this, if I can. <laughs> Love transforming life before our very eyes. What was dying now is coming back to life. All of heaven roars, holy is the Lord God Almighty. On the mercy seat, our God reigns supreme, King of glory. When blind Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, he stopped the King of kings and the Lord of lords in his tracks. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty big deal. Jesus, the Savior of the world, the awaited Messiah, the Lord of lords, stopped and he waited. And he waited for someone to tell Bartimaeus that he had been called. And he waited for Bartimaeus to make his way to him. And he waited to hear a blind man's request. Because Jesus, this is my third point, Jesus makes room for us and he hears our prayers. Jesus makes room for us and he hears our prayers. Mark 10, uh, Jesus asks Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is true. This happened. 
you know, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. And we can see that Bartimaeus's faith had come alive. You know, number one, we can see this from, I think, about three different things. He must have heard stories about what Jesus had done. And he must have thought, if, it's ha- if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. Number two, you know, we could see or hear that he projected his faith above the noise in the crowd when they told him to be quiet. He just got louder and louder. And number three, I believe that we can see his great faith come alive uh, in a moment that he got to his feet. In verse 50, it says this, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. You know, as Bartimaeus responded to Jesus's call to come to him, he threw off his garment. And to understand the significance of this cloak, check this out from Deuteronomy 24, verse 12 and 13. It says, if your neighbor is poor and gives you his cloak as security for a loan, do not keep the cloak overnight, but return the cloak to its owner by sunset so he can stay warm through the night and bless you. And the Lord your God will count you as righteousness. You know, this just gives us a little uh, glimpse into the importance of a cloak, especially for someone who lived in poverty. And scholars think it's likely that Bartimaeus, as a blind beggar, had his cloak spread out in front of him to catch the falling coins as people threw them his way. But in this moment, in this faith moment that Jesus recognized, Bartimaeus spontaneously threw off this all-important cloak. And and there were a couple of things happening in that moment. One, it was a show of his faith. He believed that Jesus would heal him and that he would no longer be blind. And, and, And maybe he thought, I don't need income from this cloak anymore. And he literally threw aside his security blanket. And then he wanted to be free. The second thing is he wanted to be free from anything that would trip him up on his way to Jesus. I love Hebrews 12. One and two, and it says something like this, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, throw aside every obstacle, weight or sin that would trip us up and block block us from fixing our eyes on Jesus. My fourth and final thought for you today is to throw aside old garments. You know, like blind Bartimaeus, we have to make a decision to pursue God to pursue a face-to-face encounter with Jesus wholeheartedly. Maybe to throw aside, and well, not maybe, to do this, we need to throw aside things that are in our way and that could cause us to trip up. And maybe those things still could give us a measure of comfort or security, but they could be stopping us from running to Jesus Christ. And I love this story because it It just gives us such an incredible example of what happens when we choose to pursue Jesus, when we choose to call on his name above the crowd. It's an incredible place of encounter that we see here for Bartimaeus. And just as Bartimaeus received his sight when when he encountered Jesus, we will not, you know, we will not be forgotten by Jesus as we call on his name because Jesus loves his children. I want to ask you today, what do you need to receive from him? You know, as I was preparing 
this morning. I was just praying over our church and our family and our community. And I just got a few words that I want to share for you. And maybe something here is going to resonate for you. But I believe that Jesus wants to meet you in your home this morning. One thing I saw was inflamed joints. Um, as I was prayer, I just saw the end of bones red and inflamed. And so I believe today that if you uh, have aches and pains in your, in your joints and bones, that Jesus wants to heal you today. I saw an optic nerve in an eye being healed. I just I saw right behind the eye and, and a nerve. And so I just speak healing into that optic nerve this morning. I saw a child and parents relationship in strain, uh, just a strain relationship. And it may have been a father and a daughter. So I speak peace, restoration and reconciliation over your relationships in your family. I saw um, a business person uh, just struggling actually and, um, and I just felt, I got this word of strategic alliances. So I just pray right now that you would have a strategic alliance and new connection, that you would have favor with your business community and, and product and relationships around you. The last thing I just uh, felt this morning were for those who are new to New Zealand, perhaps um, over the last five years, and particularly those from South Africa. And I just felt today, I just want to speak peace over your family, over your extended family, the ones that you want and you desire to be with, the ones you want to see, the ones that you're concerned about back home. I just really felt God's heart for you today, and I just speak peace into your homes. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following.